SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time now is 42 minutes after uh, 10 o'clock. Let me remind you that at 11 o'clock, we're going to be going to Zolegat Kodasha with the final news bulletin for the day. And after that, it will be Closet Conversations. We'll be talking to sexologist Michelle Hope all the way from the United States. Right now, it's time for us to um, look at the International Day of People with Disabilities, including disabled workers, um, which is a matter of co- corporate will. We are going to be talking to Jonathan Shapiro, who's the CEO of Lesco. And um, I'd like you, A-teamers, to please join in on this conversation because we know that it is very important for us, and we've spoken about this numerous times on the show, that we understand the requirements and rights and responsibilities of everyone in South Africa when it comes to people with disabilities and especially in the workplace. The number to dial is 011-714-2006, 011-714-4045. You can also SMS 41391. SMS is charged at 150. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. And we are available on social media platforms at SFM Radio at Patricia N. Uli. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining us. Patricia, hi, thank you. Could you please tell us a bit more about Lesco Manufacturing and what you do? Because it seems like the work that you do really advocates a lot for people uh, with disabilities. So we're an electrical manufacturing company and we produce products such as adapters, multi-plugs, switches and sockets, all um, electrical products that you'll find in retailers and in electrical wholesalers. And how, how we do this is we, we designed a, an assembly process which takes away all of the complications and heavy machinery so that we can employ people who are either unskilled or people who have disabilities. So what percentage of your workforce is a people with disabilities? So we have um, about 85% of our workforce are disabled and the balance are either unskilled or in different um, rehabilitation programs. Very interesting that a company could have such, um, you know, a, a mandate and end up employing 85% of their employees become, uh, being people with disabilities. Is there a particular reason why Lesco has taken this particular approach? So I think um, my dad founded the company in 1999 and when he set out to do that, he, he wanted to address um, a, a problem that I think was relevant in those days. And by designing a business around people with disabilities and their strengths, um, it, it turned out to be a massive, massive benefit. The, the nature of our work, because it's so repetitive, um, really suits the type of people that we have and the type of disabilities that they have to actually increase the, the efficiency and the capacity that the business has. So I, I don't think in those days um, he may be exactly what the, this ecosystem would, would become. But, yeah, he, he wanted to try something different. He wanted to, to have a philanthropical side to the business and really find out what these strengths are that are being completely unused and not looked at and turn it into a massive selling point of the business. 
Jonathan, it's a beautiful initiative that you guys have taken over. But why why do you feel that other corporate companies have not taken upon themselves this will to include people with disabilities within their workforces? I mean, your company, Lesco, has even adapted the sort of machinery that you use to accommodate people with disabilities within the workforce. Why have other corporates not taken the same approach? So I don't know if every other company is in, you know, the sort of position in, in terms of manufacturing, um, but I, I, I genuinely think the attitude and the, the the way that we look at things is why not is to give it a try, and and that's what that's what started the whole thing is just being open-minded, and so I think there's the stigma that's around people with disabilities, maybe that they are incapable or or wouldn't be able to perform at the type of level that that corporates would require. Um, but that's what we're trying to change, and that's the point of, of what we're doing and all of the exposure that we are, are trying to get is to showcase what is possible and how you actually turn it into a, a massive benefit and a massive selling point and hopefully can be an example um, to other companies. And to give you an example, um, we, we manufacture and sell about 12 to 15 million products a year. So this business isn't looked at as, as a charity or something small. It's, um, it's, it's really big and we move a fortunate amount of products. So it's definitely possible. Now, I'm aware that uh, within your workforce, uh, you've got about 100 plus factory employees who are either functionally disabled or unskilled. Does this not hamper on productivity? Because perhaps this is the reason why uh, corporates and private sector is not so willing or open to absorbing um, disabled uh, workers uh, because they might deem that it could hamper on productivity. Is this something that you have experienced or not? So in the beginning, there was a learning curve. Um, People with disabilities or the, the type of disabilities that our workers have it does come with challenges, but over time you learn to adapt. Um, and I think once you learn how, how to do that, you, you, you can kind of um, design the business around them. And we, we've only seen it as a strength. Like, like I mentioned, I mean, we have, we have no electrical machinery in our assembly process, and, and we can assemble about three, 400, sometimes 500,000 products a month, depending on the demand. We are talking to Jonathan Shapiro, um, and uh, Jonathan Shapiro is uh, the CEO of Lesco uh, Manufacturing Pty Limited, and they employ 85% of their employees. They employ about 100 plus uh, factory employees, and 85% of these people are people with disabilities and this is quite an outstanding amount and the work they do is awesome it is a fully functional company i'd like to hear from you a teamers how do you best feel that we could be encouraging corporates to start absorbing more people with disabilities jonathan do you work a lot with recruitment specialists to be able to get uh, the right fit of people um living with disabilities we do. So our, our labor partner is um, Africa Tikkun, and they have different uh, numerous training centers in different townships, and they, 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 they help us recruit people that kind of fit the position. And um, we, also, we also are involved with the YES program, um, quite a few other initiatives, but most of them come via Africa Tikkun, and they consolidate, and then they introduce us to our future employees. 
So definitely there is um, there is hope and uh, there are recruitment specialists who are able to, to source and uh, skill uh, people uh, with disabilities who can come and work in your companies. Now, with a day like uh, the International Day of uh, Persons with uh, Disabilities, what does this mean to you as an organization that has 85% of your employees, um, people with disabilities? So it's an incredibly important day. The, the month of November, uh, the 3rd of November until the 3rd of December is Disability Month, where, where the spotlight is shined on, on this demographic. And specifically on the 3rd, I, um, I, I'm not too sure it gets the attention that it deserves. It's a, it's a group of people that are, are not really looked at. And especially now with COVID and South Africa's situation with this huge unemployment, if, if people with disabilities had any chance of, of getting to the front of the queue for a job opportunity, with 2 million people being added to that unemployment pool, they just got pushed way further to the back. So I think a day like the third could hopefully shine the light on this amazing group of people that have so much to offer. Definitely the light needs to be shone. And, um, you know, another thing that you've just touched on is the fact that COVID has had such a negative impact on the employment um, sector in South Africa and the economy. But since you employ so many people with disabilities, how has COVID um, affected them, especially when it comes to things like um, ease of access to transportation and uh, also things like, you know, the PPE that would be conducive for people with uh, disabilities? So for some of our staff, we provide the transport to ensure that they get to and from work safely. In terms of PPE, we also provide them with, with the relevance and whatever the, what those requirements are. And what we started about two, two three months ago was a program called Let's Go Care. And it's a wellness program that we offer to our staff free of charge two to three times a week. And we have speech therapists, physiotherapists, coming in and really working with our staff and those who need it most to help them through this process. And it's something that we, we hope to continue into the future and to do it on a much bigger scale. So it's, I mean, COVID has affected everyone and it's very hard to, to make an impact outside of work. But as soon as they get to work, we certainly do what we can to make them feel more comfortable and a lot safer. Jonathan, how can we encourage um corporates to, to, to partner even with, with government to ensure that people with disabilities are prioritized when it comes to employment? So that's kind of what our purpose is for, for our event next week. Um, we're hosting a deputy minister at our factory and we're hoping to showcase what a manufacturing business looks like that, that does what we do. And I think if we, could be, you know, if we could be an example to what's possible and to show government that, that, that really things are, um, are possible in terms of employing people with disabilities, we hope that they could, through their programs and through the YES program and other employment programs and training, that they, they do something about this, this huge amount of people that don't have opportunities to get work. So that's really what we're trying to do on, on Wednesday next week. And is this particular event open to the public? No, so it's a closed event. Um, it's a tour of our factory. We have Africa Tikkun, which will be present to talk about our involvement and the strategic relationship. 
we've um, we've also done it with the Colin Medaka Foundation. Uh, they they have a very similar um, set of goals to achieve. Uh, the Deputy um, Minister from Women, Youth, and People with Disabilities, and our partner and our business and some of our staff to to tell their story about their experience. Perhaps can people get it online then, Jonathan? I mean, you, you can imagine how many people are listening to us right now, um, some with disabilities uh, and some who, are, who have family members with disabilities. This could be very inspirational to take a virtual tour of your um, establishment. So what we do have is on our website, we have a video of a, a case study basically highlighting one of our staff members who has a disability and we, we show the business and, and their story. So I think maybe that would be a place to start. We are going to have the event documented with photos and, and possibly some video. So we will be able to put that up on our, on our social media and on our website after the event. But like I said, there is a, is a video uh, which is on YouTube as well, which kind of gives, a, gives an insight to how we do what we do and, and more importantly, why we do what we do. All right, I've got KGM on the line. I'd like us to take KGM. Good evening, KGM. How are you doing? Uh, good, good evening, Pat. Uh, good evening to to your guests and to to the listeners. Um, quite commendable uh, to listen to to what your your, your guest talks about. But uh, there's one part that um, please don't don't understand me uh, to be negative and all that. Mm-hmm. There's one part that always concerns me about us um, entrepreneurs, business people, and so forth. Um, you know, we we have the notion of, and I think it's in the nature of business, using others uh, to get accolades. And, and uh, obviously, when we get those accolades, it's more of us doing more than the others. It would be very nice to invite your guest back again onto the studio, Pat. Um, and he should bring with him um, one or two of, of the people that they, they're working with. And here's my point. We, we come from a, a background where we, we've been using each other and we're using others. Um, like I said, I'm not suggesting that it is the case in this, but you, 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 you'll understand my, my cynicism. Um, when when you listen to the programs that government uses uh, uh, to benefit business, it's always at the expense of employees. Uh, when employers say we, we do so much for our employees, it's always with the interest of their profits. I look forward to a country where when we say we're helping each other, it's in the true sense of the word where 85% or 80%, whatever the number, as, as your, your guest uh, uh, attributes. If he was saying to me that 85% or 80% he's talking about, they own that much of the shares in his company or their company, that would be fantastic. And I'm not a hypocrite. I'm practicing that in my, in my business. Um, I've learned the importance of distributing wealth, uh, sharing wealth, and I, I see that as the only solution. This notion of the richer becoming richer, the wealthier becoming wealthier, and the poor becoming poorer, yet we use the poor to climb the, the ladder of success. I think we need to really nip that in the bud because that is the main reason why this country is not going where we want it to go. I, I hope, like I said, I'm not being misunderstood. I'm just being a, a practical South African who wishes to see this country different from 
the norm. I think, Patricia, we, we need to stop the status quo. The status quo can't be allowed to continue. And your guest, myself and you, and the listeners at home, we need to do things differently. We can't continue doing things the way we can. The, 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 ro- the, the laws or the, 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 the regulations that are made by government, it, it is through politicians. And politicians will always do anything and everything to benefit themselves. And my citizen, I was listening until the part where you asked, is this going to be open or not? The minute he says, no, it's a, it's a tour of a factory, uh, I, I started asking myself, what is it that, that he's hiding or they are hiding? And I'm, I hope he, he will clarify that for, for us. Pat, thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you very much, KGM. And I think the one point that I'm, I'm, I'm finding from you is the fact that we should request if Jonathan is willing to have some of his employees come on air and just share their experience with us. Absolutely. Because we don't actually have a lot of people with disabilities who are always open and willing to come on air. So I think that's one of those points that I enjoy. Thank you very much, KGM. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Jonathan, um, you've yes. heard uh, KGM's um, uh, comment and, yes. and plea. Perhaps could you please respond to that? Absolutely. So there are a couple of points I think that are worth making. One is that we are a SMITA-approved company. SMITA, for those of you who don't know, it stands for Aesthetics Members Ethical Trade Audit. It's pretty much the highest standard that you can get in the world, which um, audits, labor, practices, health and safety, work environment, and wages. And we're one of the very few companies in South Africa that have been given our green light assessment for two separate um, audits. So that's all currently in good standing. The second thing is, um, maybe just to, to, to comment on, is we have around 50 to 60 competitors. All of them are from China. We currently are the only local manufacturer left in South Africa doing what we do. And I think it's, it's, it's something worth noting that we've been able to actually sacrifice um, maximizing profits to, to enable the business to employ the people that we do. So I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with, um, with, with that point made. And I think thirdly, the reason why the event is closed is, number one, because of COVID. So we have to minimize the amount of people that we're allowed um, as per the government regulation. And also the fact that there are one or two high-profile people that are going to be there, we've been told exactly how many people will be allowed. So it's got nothing to do with closing the event. We, we supply every major retail in South Africa. majority of them have visited our factories. Um, Afrotetikun being our labor partner, they are one of the most prominent um, philanthropical businesses. Unfortunately, I need to go to the news now. It's already a minute after 11. Mm. Could you perhaps give us your website? And we'll continue this conversation if you're willing, um, but Ben will give you more details. Give us your website, please. Sure. So it's www.lesco.sk.com. Thank you very much, Jonathan, and good evening to you. Let's go over to the news with Zolega Kotashe. Good evening, Zolega.